Hey guys, welcome to Tribe of Nerds. JJ, Gabe, and I are going to be talking about what if episode 8, we are nearing the finale of another MCU show. Uh, next week we'll be ranking it at the end with everything else that we've done. So, what if episode 8, what if Ultron won? Uh, so, what were your guys' impressions of the penultimate what if episode? I really, really liked it. Um, I knew that we were going to get this because of last episode, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, this was a whole shift in what the show has been about. Um, and like, I'm happy to see. One. Uh, there were a couple moments in there that kind of like were a little bit off to me. Mm-hmm. Um, just when Thanos died, like I didn't have a problem with him killing Thanos like that. I really didn't. But just to me, that just makes Thanos seem less powerful than he actually was. Yeah. Um, I get that Ultron is really powerful with the Mind Stone and everything, but... Like, Thanos had five Infinity Stones. And he just didn't even react. <laughs> like, yeah. you would think Thanos would at least react. <laughs> um, and then, like, him eating the galaxy, oh, that, that seemed a, a little much. That was a Galactus but, reference, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But so, I liked it. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. I mean, really, the Thanos part is the main thing that kind of annoyed me, but... Uh, it wasn't, like, enough to make me dislike the episode. I really liked it as a whole. Gabe? Yeah, my thoughts kind of reflect that. I I think it was done for shock value. I'd like to think, and also just to, like, kind of, like, get that part of the equation kind of, like, out of the way and reduced. Like, oh, what about Thanos? He's still out there. Boom, he's dead. But, like, I... I like to think I can spot, like, things done for shock value pretty easy. I feel like that was one of them. But Mm -hmm. I don't... Yeah, I feel the same. I just don't like how Thanos was just, like, iced just like that. Um, It really kind of makes me wonder, you know... Like, would would that actually happen, you know? Like, in, in the... In the film setting, like, it just, he really just sewed up and, like, freaking died. And it's like, and then you're like, okay, well, was Vision nerfed for Infinity War? Yeah. uh, But, I don't know, that's just, that's just one thing. I I liked the whole episode. I think it was, like, pretty neat to have uh, Clint and Natasha as the last ones. Mm -hmm. I, um, (laughs) they're not everyone's favorite but uh you know it's a it's a cool thing to put the most human characters in that situation obviously we have like clint's cool ass robot arm that was cool yeah uh, natasha is like running over robots with her bike that's cool yeah i really 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 like the design of like ultron vision though oh he yeah paints all the stones that is uh pretty strong episode i think and it's a it's a hell of a cliffhanger yeah i'm excited for what it's setting up for this finale but we'll talk about that at the end um yeah i mean i definitely i just don't like that thanos literally got split like a tree trunk or like a looney tune like i just don't (laughs) there's better ways to kill thanos like 
than just doing it. I, like, we get it. This is an animated show, but we don't need to kill people like this is the Looney Tunes. Because it's he not. should have been able to put up a fight with, like, not all the stones. Right. He right, because he took to on the Hulk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. This is not the first time he's gotten nerfed this show either. I mean, if we go back to the uh, episode of what if T'Challa was Star-Lord, like, Thanos was getting his ass kicked. By his own Black Order. <laughs> the only way I can rationalize it is if, like, literally Ultron turned around, just he, it just all happened within a, like, second notice, which it did. And I think that's kind of cool, the idea that, like, oh, what? And he just, like, Ultron is just, like, if he's fast enough, he can just, like, laser Thanos, but I would have appreciated the fight, I guess. Yeah. I I agree with that, Gabe. Like, that's something that I often think about us not getting enough of <laughs> in movies and TV is, like, a lot of battles aren't realistically going to be drawn out and evenly matched. Like, it, yeah. if someone gets the upper hand, it's like, they kill you, that's it. Right. Um, that being said, again, it is it's Thanos and it's Ultron, like at their almost most powerful each of them, and it's like I want to see that fight still, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly, for sure. And I I do think Gabe, when you were saying like Vision was was Vision nerfed in Infinity War, he definitely was because he got stabbed in the back uh, by the Black Order in Infinity right, War right. to make it so that movie actually had stakes because if Vision wasn't completely like damaged, he actually would have been able to help stop Thanos. Yeah, dude could have phased or something. Yeah. Sometimes I do forget like just how powerful Vision is for having the Mind Stone. Yeah, no, right. Vision is nutty, dude. Yeah. They, the, the MCU hasn't quite done him justice because it... Unfortunately, they the MCU has liked to nerf a lot of these powerful characters. So. Yeah, well, I mean, like, a lot of them are, like, damn near gods. They're not, oh, like, yeah. Superman level. Or, like, it, you know, but, but, like, these guys, like, for example, Thor, not to veer off topic again, but, like, Thor, you know, take Thor, for example. They got nerfed Thor. Dude can, like, destroy planets and shit. So, yeah. like, bam. And Hulk gets, like, angrier. Like, the more he gets hit, the angrier yeah. he gets. And the more powerful he gets. So, yeah, and, like, that one too. I totally get it. I totally get why the MCU nerfs characters. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing per se, but I do get it. Because I know if Will was here, he'd be talking about how, like... Because <laughs> I know Will said in the past, like, he hates how, like, Hulk has gotten nerfed or Thor. And I totally get what will would be seen as well with like you want to see some of these characters just like square off against each other or against like the big bads and so it is a little bit disappointing to see them just get completely mollywopped sometimes <laughs> yeah so um all right and so we've talked about uh i think hawkeye and black widow agreed with gabe as well like the whole um them being the last two survivors, and we see that the rest of the Avengers Ultron kills, and these are the two human characters, or the main, like, mortal human characters that are the left to survive on their own. Um, and it was cool to have, like, Hawkeye has, like, the metal arm, and Black Widow has, like, the armor. And if you noticed, when they go get, um, go to, like, the, um, 
base that they go like the winter soldier base from that movie uh, to get Zola, they um, Black Widow pulls out the shield that is the Red Guardian shield from Black Widow. Oh my god, dude! I would kill to see her just wield that. Yeah. Normally in a movie, mm-hmm. that was that a really would be good really cool. I haven't seen Black Widow, but I knew it was like Red Guardians because like, ah, oh, that looks like Russian Captain America shield. Right. Like, but that was sick. Yeah, it, it's a, it's just really cool, and there's a lot of cool Easter eggs. We'll get to more uh soon but i did want to talk about as well um we got to talk about arnim zola as well brought back arnim zola from the first two captain americas and how we saw him in the winter soldier was that he was the uh ai that has been he transferred his consciousness into this ai system that we talked about this in our winter soldier podcast but like where he like he had like the system um trying to find the word algorithm that like basically identified threats and we know that so um how how did you guys think of like how they brought back arnim zola into uh this episode i like the idea of they need an ai to combat an ai mm-hmm. but arnim zola is like a world war Two ai that's true. And uh, Vision slash Ultron, whatever, is, like, designed by some of the best minds of the 21st century. Yeah. And also has Infinity Stones. So, like, yes, like, I think it it's a good idea, but I just don't think it would work realistically. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that, that Ultron probably would suss out, like, every possible threat to himself as well like i don't think he would just i don't think he would not realize like that zola is like a possible uh another ai threat to him so that's a really good point though like why would this old ass terminal like even have any morsel of idea how ultron operates you know Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like what you said it's just like kind of a last resort Mm -hmm. but i think it was like kind of a cool um cameo slash return oh for sure um, i think it was like pretty that was like kind of nutty to see him transfer his body into like an ultron bot oh yeah and yeah i i i really hope that like by seeing these occasional cameos Marvel is just kind of reminding us, like, hey, these people exist. They could appear in future content. But yeah. I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll have to see. I, I know Zola hasn't been, like, my favorite villain. I thought he, like, his function was great in um, freaking... Uh, Winter Soldier. War? Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was... It, it's pretty neat. So... Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was like I I honestly thought he like kind of like just fit into the plot like so. Yeah, Jake, going back to what you said, I don't think that anything old of the Avengers could really hurt Ultron because like in Age of Ultron, uh he studied them thoroughly. Oh yeah. Um and like I it seems like he would like have a record of the things that they've done and like Zola uh, being like something they'd encountered before, um, 
Although, I mean, well, the second version of Zola wasn't public knowledge, but still, I mean, Ultron can get into literally any database on Earth, so, yeah. Right. I mean, it's, um, yeah, because, well, and this was only a year, would have been a year set, a year after the Winter Soldier, because Winter Soldier was in 2014, Age of Ultron was 2015. So, um... Yeah, so, um, and then we gotta get to, I, I think this is probably the best part of the episode, well, we also have Hawkeye, we have Clint sacrificing himself, reverse endgame, um, so that was, that was a cool parallel of, like, well, what if Clint sacrificed himself, himself instead of Natasha, and I think that was a cool thing to see. Yeah, that was a really nice moment. Yeah. So... Um, and th- but I think the best moment of the episode was the Ultron versus Uatu, the Watcher fight. Um, like, the fact that Ultron's just like, okay, well, there's other universes out there. Um, there's a multiverse out there, uh, more than just Earth. And I liked how we saw more cameos of, like, him destroying places, like he destroyed the Sovereign and destroyed the Guardians, he destroyed, uh, Xandar, he destroyed, um, oh god, what else, uh, Asgard... Yeah. Um, dude, that was crazy. He obliterated Asgard. Yeah. So I, I'm, I think he obliterated a few more. Oh, and then obviously he fought Captain Marvel on Xandar. I honestly thought that was a Nova cameo. Uh, because like the the what was sh- what Captain Marvel shot out. I thought it was like Nova's powers. I was like, oh, it's it's Captain Marvel again. Uh, just because we've gotten her quite a few episodes in a row now. <laughs> Um, but, uh, no, and, but it was still, like, well, Captain Marvel's out there, yeah, so can she stand a chance, but she also died from Ultron, so, um. It just makes me, it makes me wonder, what makes Ultron so freaking powerful? Is it the fact that, like, he has, like, visions, like, powers, and that, like, that crazy-ass AI? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, is his brain functioning just, like, so much higher than humans that, like, it's just, like, a new capacity for the stones? Yeah, I think it's the fact that you're combining the Mind Stone with that AI. Because Ultron in Age of Ultron didn't actually have the Mind Stone, like, attached. Even though there were parts of, like, the Mind Stone's programming, I don't even know if that's the right way to describe that. inside ultron mm-hmm. um he he wasn't a, like he didn't have full access to it and the mind stone like is like the embodiment of thought just in all of the universe so to combine that with this ai that's capable of infiltrating any computer system um like i don't know it, it, it to me it's the same as like if iron man were like uh like 50 times smarter like what could he do you know yeah he's already insanely smart but yeah and i guess like there's like the vessel of vision too and all that all those privileges right Um, right and also he also destroyed uh planet ego as well yeah so that was the other place he went to so again like destroying any other possible cosmic threat that we've seen in the mcu so far when he, like, just actually destroyed Asgard and Ego, um, I was like, like, at first I was thinking, wow, that's incredibly powerful. And then he wasn't destroying other planets. It took me a minute to register that Ego and Asgard are so much smaller 
than some of these other planets. Yeah. Which actually, to me, like, some sort of boundary on what he was capable of. Um, because he, he wasn't able to just go and, like, destroy the sovereign planet. But later he eats a freaking galaxy. So, like, which is it? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's get to that. So then he realizes, yeah, that there's a multiverse. So then he breaks through the Watcher, uh, and uh, to the Watcher, and they fight. And it, it, it Watcher goes full anime and like dons like battle armor and just like that fight was really really cool. And having them crash through different uh, universes and like like you know breaking through like glass like that that was a cool. That was just a really cool fight and a really cool way of showing that. That also has huge implications for what could happen next. Like, do those breaches stay open? Can people just move between those universes now? Yeah, it's a multiverse of madness. I think that's what it's setting up. Because I think What If is going to have implications for Doctor Strange too. That would make sense. So, It also, like, lets us know that a lot of the Earth... There are now... Uh, individuals who can break these barriers. If Ultron did it in one universe, I mean, uh, the Watcher was kind of like, "How is this happening?" Like, you know, yeah, he's never seen it before. So I'm like, "Oh God!" You know, like, I don't know. I guess like it just sets a certain precedent. Um, I was like blown away that the dude was like straight up like munching galaxies like what the hell yeah that was insane um and i mean we saw also one of the universes that they crashed into had steve rogers speaking as the president or taking his oath of office so that was was a nice little thing yeah i could totally see that happening oh absolutely like would he not run for office if he didn't like take up the shield like it makes so much sense yeah I, I could see that, like, in another universe. Like, I could never see our Steve Rogers uh, in the MCU running for it. After the events of um, uh, Winter Soldier, like, I just mm. don't see him thinking that the government is a viable option to uh, make affect real change. Right. But, like, in other universes, I could definitely see that for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's 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 really cool to see these like different versions and I that's something that that's something I wanted to see more of in the show and I think this episode did a really good job of showing that. Um so um and then really uh yeah, so then basically the watcher flees to the only place that uh he knows at that moment where he can uh stay away from Ultron for a bit and plan something out. Uh we see that he goes to uh where he trapped where Strange Supreme is trapped like in that little uh magic bubble of mirror dimension um and is like hey i need your help and strange supreme is like oh you know now you need my help after you basically let my universe die and so definitely setting up that obviously the watcher is going to be working with a multiversal avengers group to stop ultron i didn't realize that strange was still alive in that like little bubble basically Mm -hmm. like what a horrid existence oh yeah (laughs) It's absolutely that, insane. That, yeah, that makes, like, that just seems, like, pretty poetic for him to kind of be trapped in that little, but anyways, um, 
he said something about an Avengers group. A uh, yeah, yeah, a um, a multiversal Avengers group. Yeah, I think. See, that would make sense because, uh, like, the thumbnail or front cover for the series has all the different characters on it, like Captain Carter and all that fun stuff. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be kind of like a collage of all, like, the episodes, but honestly, if we saw something fucking kooky, like, come from this team up and they're like and the watchers like we need more people like i i wouldn't be surprised i just don't see how like humans like just like average human and superheroes could help mm-hmm. but i i'm really curious as to how much juice that uh evil doctor strange is going to be able to pump out like all right like what what's the upper limits of this this guy's strength because we know dark magic is a no-no and he's obviously got to have like he's got to mean business if the watcher asked for help from him right and i did want to say also watcher broke has has to break the guidelines and ask for help because he said he can't interfere and now like i love that moment where he's like i can't interfere it's in my guidelines and ultron's like well i'd say the guidelines are broken or whatever he said and like you know uh that that was a cool moment and so you know the fact that the watcher himself like combined with all these heroes um so it's just a cool thing that they're doing and um i believe so i believe what they've teased so far that is going to be in the group from promos is they had that strange supreme captain carter t'challa star lord and party thor um, I would assume that they're going to have some of the other episodes as well. I'd assume Zombie Hunter Spider-Man would be in this group. I'd assume, uh, I'd assume maybe the, uh, maybe Killmonger from that episode as well, if they're trying to combine all the episodes that they've done. Uh, I don't know. And then there's episode three. I don't know if they're going to bring that Nick Fury from that universe or, I mean, I'm not sure what Nick Fury is going to do, but, uh, or the Loki from that universe that's, like, ruling the world without the Avengers there. I don't know. They could bring in a lot of people now that you mention it. It doesn't have to be what if. Right. Yeah. I just think if they're bringing in everybody from the past episodes and they're paying off this entire series, that that's what I think they try to do is bring every episode together here. No, I'd rather see it because I... Hmm. Uh, and a, an anthology type series has to kind of play its cards right for me to like fully enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little mixed on with this, but I just to kind of put the you know the icing on top. I do want to see that honestly. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, um... I do want to know like though who actually stands a chance against him if he can just, you know, kill Thanos. Like, and um, bite a galaxy. <laughs> yeah, or eat a galaxy. Like, maybe we need to pull the Silver Surfer into <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> um, but honestly, Strange Supreme is the, and maybe Captain Marvel, are the, or maybe even Thanos. Like, those are the only characters that we've seen in the One of series that I really feel like are strong enough to even participate in this fight other than the watcher 
um, itself, does Watcher actually have, like, a gender? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I would just assume, since it's Jeffrey Wright, that it's... I mean, I guess technically, since he's a... Since it is a cosmic being, I maybe it doesn't technically have a gender, but I don't know. I doubt he does, but he's male-presenting, but, like, why the fuck would, like, a weird interdimensional thing... Yeah, he probably doesn't, honestly. They probably don't. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I, I guess I guess we're just calling him a he because of him being presented right, right. as a guy. Like, and... I use he because, like, again, he's, like, male-presenting, but... Yeah. Like, it goes back to the topic of, like, like any, like, gods or, like, higher beings. Like, they're really just kind of, like, vibing. Like, don't really <laughs> take that exact... I, I'm sure he's, like... He takes, like, a rough human form, but the motherfucker is probably on some, like, just completely not even human. Yeah. I so. would like to know more about, like, what the Watcher's powers actually are. Because mm-hmm. that was a really cool fight. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I would be curious as well. I don't know how much they're going to go into at that next episode. I'm also nervous because... so. What if it's been mixed for me as well? I think, Gabe, you were saying that you were a little mixed on it as well. And I think the fact that it was supposed to be this anthology series, but obviously it's connecting to the rest of the MCU and it's all connecting together. I mean, like, that's awesome and all. Um, I guess I'm just nervous with the fact... I Some of these episodes have been, like, hit or miss. Like, some of them, as we talked about, have been pretty great. Others have been, uh, you know, not really good to us so i mean i i'm a little nervous and i think this episode like and this finale will boost what if a bit for me and my personal mcu rankings but i just don't know we'll see next week but i just don't know that it's going to go super high because i there's certain episodes that i've been disappointed with and if i'm judging it as a whole then that's not really a good thing the the episodes i was not a fan of definitely that's that's what's gonna make my ranking take the l like mm-hmm. it's gonna take a dip um yeah yeah <laughs> yeah oh well i just wish they like maybe they could have just used like two or three writers for the series as a whole i just uh yeah it kind of felt like not like the first two episodes were done in bad faith. Like the Captain Carter episode, it was okay. It's just it felt like it wasn't. They weren't giving me their all. So. Yeah. To to me, I think the episodes where they were giving their all, uh, I think the T'Challa Star Lord was a great tribute to Chadwick Boseman, and then I thought the um, uh, Strange Supreme was great. The zombie episode was great. The Killmonger episode was great, although a little bit rushed, but that's also just the format of these episodes. So I thought that was still good. And then obviously this episode that we're talking about today is uh, was good. And then it, but then it was just like Hank Pym killing the Avengers and the Party Thor episode were just not, and the Captain Carter were a bit, all three of those were kind of a bit of a letdown for me. Absolutely. Yeah. From a, like, series standpoint um and this is coming from me watching the uh the um arrowverse right now (laughs) 
I, I don't think Marvel has done enough of any kind of buildup of getting these, um, like, these cross buildups. Like, yes, in the MCU, we get Infinity War and Endgame where we get everyone thrown together finally. Yes. But every single episode of What If mashes up characters that we don't normally see together. Mm-hmm. And we haven't gotten a ton of that outside of these final two Avengers movies. Um so, like, it's not a norm yet in the Marvel Universe. Once that becomes more of a regular thing and they get more comfortable with that, I think it'll be a lot easier and the flow will be better. Um, but, like, that's something that just as an audience and as, like, creators of the show together, we need to, like, figure out what that is for us, what works. Right. Yeah, totally agree with you, JJ. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I think... Like you said, I think they're going to be mashing more characters together soon again because, like, we're getting Strange and Wanda and Multiverse of Madness. Like, those two characters are going to come together officially, and that obviously fits because, you know, we've been wanting to see this showdown between two the two most powerful magic users in the MCU um, and or them work together. Um, they're Obviously, they're putting the Guardians with Thor some more um, in Love and Thunder. So, I mean... You know, we're getting more mix, more more characters getting mixed up together. Um, that have kind of that kind of makes sense for what we've seen so far. But let I mean, also Infinity War and Endgame kind of gave us teases of that to come. So yeah, you're you're right. I wasn't even thinking about the lineup that we've got ahead of us, but we are going to get a lot more of that. That's just kind of a shift in like the general approach to MCU that's happening. So <laughs> it'll take some time to adjust. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, I guess, is there any, like, other predictions we have for this finale coming up? I, I mean, I, I guess we kind of covered them a little bit just now, but uh, is there anything else? Like, what do you guys want to see? What else do you want to see from this finale? Like, I personally am hoping that it's not just a half hour long because I'm not sure how they're going to push all of this into a half hour. Like, that they... Because they... They're, they were setting some stuff up here with Strange Supreme, but we still have to put the rest of these characters together. Some of these characters have been built up as villains, like yeah. Strange Supreme. Um, what I don't want to see is to have all these characters come together as a team, and then for these villainous characters to be hero-like. Um, like, I don't... There's a difference between doing something that a hero would do for and actually like changing into a full-on hero mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the missteps of uh the suicide squad movies maybe um but like strange supreme he is a villain and i want him to remain a villain through this episode mm-hmm. yeah for sure my wish list um personally is i want there to be pretty good implications from this episode for the wider universe but I don't want them to necessarily set up anything mm-hmm. uh, because I think it's a little goofy to ask the audience to mm, like recognize that like, oh, like I mean, it's different from like putting in a post credits like in the movie that came out last year. And then people are like, oh, I remember seeing that last year. Mm-hmm. 
people, not everyone has Disney Plus. Not everyone is going to watch this show. Not everyone's interested in this show. It's an anthology animated show that, in my opinion, sometimes misses. Yeah. So it's like, I really hope they're not going to be like, see how this ties into Multiverse of Madness or Spider-Man. I'm like, please just, I, I really want them just to kind of establish what's possible by the end of the next episode. And yeah, that that's really it. Aside from like a sick ass team up. <laughs> I, I want, I want this series to be fruitful in some way. Just not like in a you know part of the big big picture. It definitely should like kind of dip our toes in the idea of the multiverse. That's about right. it for me. Right, I can agree with that. And I mean, yeah, unfortunately, I, I totally get it for like the people that don't have Disney Plus to go into like Doctor Strange two and all of a sudden be like, well, wait, we were supposed to have seen WandaVision and Loki to understand some of what's going on. Like I, at least with like something like that, I would hope that the movie would explain certain things to the casual, more casual audience uh, that they might've missed like through dialogue or whatever that, but that, you know, people that have watched everything can still get a little bit of payoff from watching the Disney plus stuff. But, right. um, so I, I definitely agree with that. They just have to find out how to do that to benefit both sides of their audience um so yeah and i don't i'm not expecting a post-credit scene i'm honestly hoping there's not a post-credit scene in the finale next week but judging from none of these other episodes having one i would doubt that there would be one but we'll see so all right um i think uh is there anything else from this episode uh or do we want to move into just like kind of our news uh segment well i do want to point out one thing uh the voice actor for ultron yes ross marquand who voiced uh the red skull in infinity war and endgame Endgame. yes infinity war yeah Yeah, I I forgot to point out the cast. We should have done that at the beginning. But yeah, so the cast, Ross Marquand, you were right, JJ, um, which was cool. At least it's not... Like, I was secretly hoping for James Spader um, or even Paul Bettany, but like it make, You know, it, James Spader is going to be hard to get, and it makes sense that it wouldn't be Paul Bettany because it's not actually Vision, so... I did like that... Um, yeah, I like that we kind of got a different voice because, like... We shouldn't get Ultron's voice because we are in Vision's body. So oh, that's true. reasonably, I could see Vision's voice because, like, um, from what it seems like, this body would have vocal cords. I don't actually know. I'm a little <laughs> iffy on, like, how Vision's body works because he's part <laughs> machine, part human. Um, but, like, R- Ross Marquand, I think, did a really good job of getting close to a Paul Bettany voice without, like, doing Paul Bettany. Yeah. Um, so it, it was good. I, I really liked his performance. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I didn't, it didn't take me out of it. So I was fine with it. It sounded menacing enough, uh, for Ultron. So it, it worked. So Gabe, any, anything else from you on the episode? Uh, not really. I'm kind of talking out. Okay. No worries. 
All right, well, let I'll just do. We'll move on to a news segment. If you guys have anything else uh, to bring up, I'll get through a couple things with the news segment, and then if once we get through that, then we can. I'll just tease us out with what we have coming up on the podcast. So, uh, other news uh, for MCU: uh, Black Widow, Scar- Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit uh, just came out today. I think that uh, it has ended. They ca- they came to a settlement. Uh, I don't. No, I, I don't think, like, the actual information, like, of how much they came to was, uh, was revealed, but, uh, yeah, they're, I guess they're on good terms at the moment. ScarJo actually got the money that she should be getting, so, or should have gotten from Black Widow, so, um, yeah, that's good news there. Um, Venom 2 is out, I guess go see that. Um, let's just say, with Venom 2, I don't want to spoil anything, let's just say there could be major stuff that happens in that movie um i i'm gonna jump off that again spoiler free just confirms maybe some things that i think fans have been hoping for yes yes so So, um is there any other doesn't have to be mcu related if there's any other like nerdy things that have gotten revealed that maybe we've talked about with other subjects on the podcast any other reveals from you guys for uh, what is like any other news? Uh, um, I don't think I've really absorbed any other Marvel material lately. Um, I'm low key just kind of waiting to see Venom two because I hear that has a zinger at the end. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. I've not seen the movie, but I have seen uh, the post credit, and yeah, it was it was big. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I, I saw the movie last night and the post credit. So I the movie itself is all right. Um not not like a masterpiece, but it's not. It's enjoyable. Oh, one thing I will say, I don't have a specific date, but I know that uh Shang-Chi is coming to DVD and Disney, I assume Disney Plus as well yes. in November. November 12th, yes, I believe for oh, Dis- for Disney Plus. Uh so uh, for anybody that has not watched Shang-Chi, uh, and also has not yet listened to Will and I review Shang-Chi, um, uh, I'm sure I've told JJ and Gabe where it landed in our MCU rankings, but you guys will get to find out officially next week as well where Shang-Chi is placed, and it's a bit, uh, you guys might be a little shocked by where it is placed, so. Yeah, that was pretty high from what I remembered. Yep, yes, very, very high, um, which, uh, I don't have a problem with it being very high. Uh, yeah, we'll get to it next week. But, um, yeah, so I think that's basically what we have there. And then, uh, yeah, teasing what's to come, I think this month we are going to be delaying the Venom 2 podcast, I think, uh, till Will returns uh, in about a month. He's gone at the moment. Uh and then uh, JJ and I, at least, will probably, after we finish What If next week, we'll probably do a few weeks of just talking about, like, video game movies, probably uh, Detective Pikachu, Sonic the Hedgehog, stuff like that. Um, Getting prepared for the Smash Bros. universe. <laughs> yes, the Smash Bros. cinematic universe with the new Mario movie. That's other news. <laughs> the Mario movie, the cast got revealed. We got Chris Pratt as Mario, Charlie Day as Luigi, Jack Black as Bowser, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, um, uh, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad, and Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach. So, um, which is 
interesting. Um, I don't know if I agree with the cast, but it could still be entertaining. Just, I don't know. It is an, it is going to be animated, but uh, I don't think a Smash Bros. Cinematic Universe is actually coming. That's a bit of a joke. Um, I really don't think anyone asked for it. <laughs> but truth be told, if it has the same quality as Sonic, I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah oh. Dude, okay, seriously, I would watch it. If it's a shit show, I'll be pissed. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to watch it, but, like, I'm I'm pretty sure Seth Rogen's laugh is going to take me out of him being Donkey Kong, because I'm, I'm, I'm 100% sure Seth Rogen is not going to be able to... I'm pretty sure we're going to hear a Seth Rogen laugh in there. <laughs> Please. Oh, my God. Like, Wait, he's, um, he's freaking Bowser? He's Donkey Kong. Jack Black is oh Bowser. God, he's Donkey Kong. That's so true. Oh, my the God. The cast is ridiculous, so and I love it. Yeah. I'm 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 gonna be interested. Like it, it could be a train wreck. But like, Sonic was good. Detective Pikachu was good. Um, <laughs> so I mean, JJ and I will probably yeah talk about those next week and two okay, okay. very. I, I like the cast. Mm-hmm. Charlie Day makes sense. Oh yeah. The Donkey Kong guy makes sense. Uh, the dude from Bowser makes sense. Jack Black. <laughs> yeah sure, and um. The one thing that threw me off, and I know he's your boy, but it seems like they just kind of picked a guy to I, do Mario. I, I, <laughs> they I just picked a guy in Hollywood, like a random dude. I totally agree that Chris Pratt is not the right choice for Mario. I totally, I'm not denying that. I'm not like even. If he's a good voice actor. That's terrific. And if he can do like the little like funny Mario voice, I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> I could just see Charlie Day as Luigi more than I can see oh. Chris Pratt as Mario. Oh, yeah, no. Like, 100%. Uh, Danny DeVito. Can we get yeah, da- Danny DeVito as Wario, please? Oh, okay, okay. You're not wrong, though. Danny DeVito as Wario. Like, come on, please. Like, to me, that's even better. Um, Couldn't you just get the entire cast if it's always Sonny to be the Mario <laughs> cast? That would have watch that. I yeah. love it. Like... Yeah, like, you get Danny Vito, you still get Charlie Day, like, it's perfect. <laughs> um, in other news, uh, for D&D fans, Critical Role Campaign 3 is set to premiere on October 21st. Ooh. Um, they, uh, that, for non-D&D fans, Critical Role is kind of like professional D&D. So, oh. Nice. They, they, it's a bunch of, like... Uh, it's a bunch of like uh, like professional voice actors that do it. So, what were you saying, Gabe? I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going off your D and D thing. I didn't know. Well, campaign right now, but nice. Yeah, yeah. They they like sell a lot of merch and they have sponsors and stuff and uh, they put their campaigns on YouTube and they've got podcasts. But um, like, so is this like? Would you? I I don't know. It's not esports. What's like the equivalent? Just like call it professional. Um, yeah. when I say professional, like I use that loosely. It's yeah, because they're not competing or anything. It's just they get money from sponsorships and from selling products based on their content. Um, I, Matt Mercer, the DM, like uh, he, some of his uh, homebrew stuff has made it into mainstream D and D too. Like, uh, he, I think he made the Hexblade class. I, I could be wrong in that, so, like, if I am, but, like, that's what I think I remember. Interesting. So, I for see all you D&D lovers listening, 
Yeah. Hey, it, it, it's something nerdy, so I think it's, it's definitely <laughs> something to talk about. Um, all right, and then, I mean, November will be uh, Eternals, and probably Venom 2 will be delayed till then, because I think that's when Will's returning, so we'll talk about those then, and the Hawkeye series, and then December, of course, Spider-Man No Way Home be our big, like, end-of-the-year uh, celebration for our first year of Tribe of Nerds. And I think we're also considering uh, getting a bunch of us that have podcasted to do a Tribe of Nerds uh, Mafia Night. Uh, so we will we'll release more information as that comes out, but I think that'll be another big end of the year celebration thing. And uh, enough as much of us that have been on and maybe people that, uh, you know, people that want to subscribe and be involved in that uh, that haven't been on podcasts. So... Um, I think that's all we have. Uh, we'll release more information uh, later on the last thing. So uh, we will see you guys next time on Tribe of Nerds.